Amen. Thank you, my friend. Amen. Well, good morning again. <laughs> I want to welcome all of you to the Oasis, and I want to say a welcome to all those who are watching us live stream or who eventually will watch this service through podcast. We're going to be in Joshua chapter 6 today. And if I had to title this chapter, it would be How to Attack a Hopeless Situation. Because that's what Jericho represents. As far as Joshua and the people of Israel are concerned, there is no way they're going to conquer that city. That city represents something that is insurmountable and impregnable. And I say that at the beginning because that may be where you or someone who's watching today, that that may be where you are. There's an obstacle in your path as a follower of Jesus Christ. There's there's a stronghold that has come into your life that's got a, a grip on you and you can't seem to get victory over it or overcome it. There may be an addiction or some kind of bondage that you are in. And you've given up hope that you can ever get over it, if you will, and get past it. I want to give you hope this morning from the Word of God. You see, one of the things that we learn about Jericho is that this was the first major city that Joshua and the people of Israel were going to get to when they came into the Promised Land. And God wasn't going to let them go around it. God wasn't going to let them deny that it was in their path. They had to learn to overcome it by His power. In fact, that's what life is all about. It's about overcoming obstacles. Learning to overcome obstacles and live in the victory that God can give His people. We've already seen that. They had to overcome the Jordan River at flood stage. And now here they are, Jericho is staring them in the face. And we learn some things about Jericho. First of all, in verse 1, we learn that because of what they've heard, how God dried up the Jordan River, that the city of Jericho is tightly shut up. They have locked the door and thrown away the key to that city. And we know from archaeology that Jericho was this very imposing city. It was a city that had not one giant wall around it, but two giant walls around it. And let's remember, too, that the children of Israel were not experienced warriors. They'd been slaves in Egypt for 400 years and then wandered around the desert for 40 more. They were not like this great military force. And yet somehow, God is saying to them, I need you to trust me that we, in partnership together, can overcome that. As insurmountable, as impregnable, as improbable, as it might seem, God is going to allow us victory over Jericho. I don't know what your Jericho is, but throughout our lives, all of us have that Jericho. That stronghold, that 
obstacle that seems insurmountable, hopeless. There's no way I'll ever get beyond this. There's no way I'll ever get past this. God wants to say to you today, oh yes, you can. One of the principles that I was reminded of as I studied this chapter is that God's people can never leave an unconquered stronghold in their life. Or let me say it this way. God will not allow us to leave an unconquered stronghold in our life. That's why many times, even as I'm talking to Christians, whether it's casually or more in a, in a counseling situation, uh, they get frustrated that the thing that they struggle with keeps coming back up around. And I try to point out that's God in his mercy and his love bringing what you're struggling with back up around because you, you, you're not going to be able to truly move forward with God until you realize and agree with God that this can be overcome. So God is going to keep bringing it back around. He's never going to allow an unconquered stronghold without us facing it and learning that we can get past it. He might let it go for a while, but then he's going to bring it. That's why folks who have a certain fear, God will make sure that he puts you in that position again where you got to face that fear. Because God wants to show his people that fear does not have to define me or defeat me or discourage me. I can face that fear and I can learn to get past it and to get over it. That's how God works with his people. So whatever that unconquered stronghold is, maybe in your life or in someone else's life that you're thinking about right now, know this. God will not allow that to be left unconquered or unfaced. God will continue to bring it around until you are willing with him to get past it. To learn that there can be victory. And that that insurmountable, hopeless situation can be overcome through the power of God. God can remove any obstacle in our life by his power. And that's what the story of the walls of Jericho illustrate for God's people. So how do we attack a hopeless situation? like Joshua did. The first thing is we've got to see it from God's perspective. We've got to see what God sees through the eyes of faith and through the presence of the Spirit in our life. You'll notice in verse 2, after we were informed that the city of Jericho was tightly shut up, that the Lord comes to Joshua and says, See? I am about to defeat Jericho with its king and warriors. See? What well, hasn't happened yet? Right. But God says, he's speaking as if it's already happened. You notice that. In the tense that God is using, it, it's as sure and certain that it's going to happen. The walls are going to come down. There's no question in God's mind that this obstacle can't come down. The only question is, will Joshua and the people of Israel have enough faith in their big God 
to trust him that he can enable them to overcome it. They don't need to be great military soldiers. They just need to see that this thing can be pulled down. Paul says the same thing to God's people in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. He tells us that as New Testament Christians, we have spiritual resources and weapons that God gives to us. And Paul says, the weapons of our warfare or the battles that we go through are made powerful by God to tear down strongholds. Notice, God will make those things powerful when we trust him and trust his strategy and his battle plan. Then God's power is infused into that situation and God can bring any obstacle down. He can bring any stronghold down so that we can continue to move forward with God. See, God says, I'm ready to defeat Jericho. I'm ready for those walls to come down. Are you ready? Do you trust that I can do it? Again, Faith the size of a mustard seed, Jesus said. But twice in the Gospels, he first said in Luke, if you speak to the mulberry tree, it will be plucked out. And then in Matthew, he says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can say to that mountain, move. What he's simply saying is, whatever obstacle or stronghold is in our way, it's not the size of our faith. It's the size of our God. We don't need tremendous faith. We just need to trust in a tremendous God. And that's what God is saying to Joshua here in Joshua chapter 6. Do you see it from my perspective? This city that is so intimidating and insurmountable and impregnable to everybody else is nothing for me. It's not hard for me to take these walls down. I can bring them down at any time. And I can bring them down in a second if you trust me. So one of the things that I am praying for and have been praying for as I have been preparing for this message today is that some of you, or maybe some of you who are watching today or who will eventually watch this message today, will begin to see what God sees. Because that's where it has to start. That, that's how you attack a hopeless situation. Is beginning to see that it might be too big for you. And that you alone could never overcome it or have victory over it. But your God can. And you are beginning to see that your God can make a way to remove every obstacle and to pull down every stronghold that is in your way as one of his children. Are you seeing it? Then beginning in verse 3, God begins to share his battle plan with Joshua. And it is unconventional to say the least, right? God, you can imagine, because Joshua does have that military bent and that military background. So Joshua was expecting some great military strategy, right? And God says, here's what I want you and my people to do. I want you to get up every morning 
and I want you to walk around the circumference of the city once for six days. While you're doing that, I don't want the people to say a word. I want them to be quiet because sometimes worship is silent. All the noise I want to hear is the blowing of the ram's horns, and we'll get to that a little bit later. And then at the end of you walking around that city once for six days, come back to camp, spend the night, get up the next day, do the same thing. But on the seventh day, I want you to take the people and I want you to walk around Jericho seven times. Again, not saying a word. But then when the ram's horns give the signal, I want my people to shout. I want them to give a great battle cry. And when I hear that, the walls will come down flat. Because even the blowing of the ram's horns and the shout that the people are willing to do before they see the walls come down are acts of faith and worship. Because the ram's horns represent celebrating the joy that is in the Lord who gives victory. That's what they represent. They weren't military instruments, or they weren't musical instruments primarily. They were military instruments or even instruments that were used to call people to the jubilees and the festivals. They were trumpets of joy, symbolizing victory. And God is saying, I want my people to begin to worship me and rejoice in me, knowing that I'm going to give them victory before they see the walls come down. And then God is saying, I want my people to get to a place where after seven days, they're not doubting, they're just shouting. And they trust that if they follow my plan, those walls will come down. Strange plan, isn't it, for bringing down walls? But here's the thing. God never asked Joshua or never asks of us to understand the plan. All he asks of us is to embrace the plan and follow it. He doesn't ask us to understand his ways, because as we said even last week, God's ways are not our ways. His plans are not our plans. It's going to look a lot different than the way we would maybe approach overcoming something that's insurmountable or hopeless in our life. But if God says that's what he wants us to do, then we need to follow it and embrace it even if we don't understand it. There's always going to be a mystery to God. And I will say this. If somebody can ever explain to me the mystery of a watermelon seed, then then you can explain to me the mystery of God. Because that little watermelon seed that is planted into the ground somehow takes in, in its life, 200,000 times its weight in nutrients and other things that it soaks up. And then that little seed produces this beautiful outer artwork this green design. 
And then somehow that little seed inside of the outer shell produces this white rind. And then on the inside of that, it produces this red heart that has all kinds of seeds in it. And I say to you, do you understand the mystery of a watermelon seed? I don't understand that. And if I can't understand a watermelon seed, then that means I can't understand the God who made the watermelon seed be able to do all that. God doesn't ask us to understand. He asks us to embrace and follow. And so Joshua does. That's why in Hebrews 11.30 it says, By faith the walls of Jericho came down. God wanted to see, would his people trust him to bring down something that they could never bring down on their own? That they never could see them overcoming? That's where God wants to get all of us. So we have to see things from his perspective, see what he sees, and we've got to embrace his plan, no matter how unconventional it is. And then in verse 6, as part of that plan, God told Joshua, you need to instruct the priest to make sure that they pick up the Ark of the Covenant and carry it in the midst of the people as they're walking around. Because remember, the ark symbolizes the very presence and power of God in the midst of his people. And you and I will never see victory in our life if God does not go with us. We must carry God into every battle, into every situation, into facing every stronghold and every obstacle and every addiction and every kind of bondage because when we carry the power and presence of God, there's nothing that can stand in God's way. God is in, unstoppable. And God wants his people to truly believe that. Because we talk a lot about faith, but when it comes right down to it, so many Christians today are continuing to struggle with obstacles and, and strongholds and, and bondages and addictions that they somehow are not carrying God into it. They're trying to do it on their own and, and by their own understanding and their own wit and wisdom. And I'm just here to tell you in an encouraging way, when you take God with you, you'll have victory because nothing can stop God. In fact, in verse 27, the very last verse of chapter six, it says the Lord was with Joshua. That's a huge thing because when you know God is with you, Oh my, nothing can stand in your way. The problem today is there's so many Christians who lack the confidence that God's really with them. There's so many pastors today that it's hard for them to stand up in front of their own people and truly say with confidence, not in a presumptuous or proud way, but just to say, God is with me in this, or God is with us in this, or God is with you in this. But I'm here to say he is. And because I know God is with me and God is with us, then I know that whatever obstacles, whatever strongholds are going to be in our way, God's going to help us to overcome and get victory over them. Do you know the Lord is with you and are you carrying him into your battle, into your situation? And then in verse 7, God's instructions are, I want my people now to start moving ahead and marching around the city. Why did God instruct his people 
to spend seven days on something that we said earlier that God could have brought down in a second on the first day. Because he wants to teach his people, I'm not in any hurry here. I want to begin to instill in my people a walk of faith. I want to begin to build into them a spiritual discipline and stamina to be able to walk with me before the walls come down. Because even after those walls come down, as we said, life is going to present another obstacle, another challenge. That's the way life is. We get over one and here comes another. And unless you and I as God's people learn to overcome them by God's power, then we're going to be stuck. And we're going to allow all these strongholds and obstacles and things to begin to to literally paralyze our life and, and cramp us from being all that God created us to be and wants us to be and desires us to be. So God wants to build that discipline and that stamina and that walk of faith in his people. Why are we walking around the city again? Because God wants to teach us to walk with him every day. Whether we have a walled city in our path or not, God is more interested in the daily walk. And as you're walking, are you worshiping? Are you blowing, in a sense, the ram's horn? Not for the victory that's already come, but because of the victory you know is coming. That's why the nature of faith is that we rejoice in advance of realization. Christians are to rejoice in advance of the realization of victory because we trust and know that God's going to bring the victory. That's faith. That's the kind of worship God wants to see. Again, not just worshiping him for what he's done for us in the past, but worshiping him for what we know is coming because we know God's going to make good on his promises. God's promises will not fail his people ever. So march around. So my prayer was, I'm hoping God that some who've never seen this obstacle or stronghold as you see it, that they might begin to see it. But then my second prayer is, God, I'm praying that through our time of worship and our time in your word today, that some people will realize, I got to start building that discipline of walking with God around my Jericho every day. Because I, I believe, God, that you can bring it down, but, but I have yet to establish a real discipline in my life of walking with you. It's too inconsistent. It's too intermittent. I'm not getting any traction. I'm not building any kind of proficiency or real growth in my life because I'm too hit and miss with my prayer life and my worship time and my time in your word and my time in your house. It's not consistent enough because God, before he gives victory, wants to see that walk of faith. But then, after they did all that God instructed them to do. If you read on in the chapter, they come to the seventh day. 
And there they are, walking around the city of Jericho seven times. The ram's horns are blowing, but no one has said a word for seven days. Can you imagine, too, how that's freaking out the people of Jericho? What is going on out there? We hear nothing except these ram's horns blowing every once in a while. And, and we see from a distance, because I believe that they weren't like right up against the wall, obviously. I think they were back a little bit. It's like, what are they doing just walking around? It probably seemed very silly to them, right? The people of Jericho. Which brings up another important point I'll slide in here. Sometimes our faith is embarrassing, especially to the world around us. Sometimes when you and I exercise our faith and put our faith into action, which is what God is asking his people to do, it may seem a little silly to other people. You go to church on a weekly basis? You read your Bible every day? What a waste of time. I mean, that, again, you know, you invest in eternity? I, yeah, crazy, right? Yeah. When we put our faith in action, especially sometimes following God's unconventional plans, it's going to look silly. And in fact, it can even look silly to other Christians who aren't on board. You do that? Yeah. We do that. But then the Bible says that Joshua had given them the instruction that when you hear the signal of the ram's horns, because there was a certain signal that they were going to give on that seventh day that was going to be different from all the other signals from the ram's horns. He said, then I want you to let out a shout, a battle cry. And basically it was rejoicing in the victory before the victory even comes. It was also a step of faith. God is saying to his people, don't doubt, just shout. And God is saying that to some of you today. Stop doubting and just start shouting. Rejoice in the victory that you know is coming your way. And we obviously know it came. In verse 20, the Bible says, after the people shouted, both walls of Jericho collapsed. By the way, not that the Bible or God needs support to know it's true, but archaeology has found Jericho. They have found the walls embedded in the dust. They have found all that. They've excavated some of it. You can go out there and, you know, read about it. Everything that the Bible said about Jericho is true. And the walls of Jericho, these strong, thick, high walls that seemed so impregnable and insurmountable to God's people, fell flat. And the people of Israel marched right into the city. No problem. How did they attack that hopeless situation? By faith. Hebrews 11.30. By faith, the walls of Jericho Are you seeing what God sees? Again, I don't know 
what that obstacle is right now in your life. I don't know what that stronghold, what that bondage, what that addiction, whatever that is that is in your way from continuing to move forward with God. I don't know what it is, but I know this. Jesus said, even the smallest amount of faith in your big God can help you overcome whatever that obstacle is. God can remove any obstacle from the path of his people by his power if we trust him. There is no such thing in the Christian life that somehow God wants me to live with that stronghold in my life. No. You will not find that in the Bible. And yet there's so many Christians that have just sort of given up and resigned. That's always going to be there. I'm never going to get over it. I'm never going to get past it. I am here to tell you today, based upon Joshua chapter 6, those walls can come down. Do you see it today? Second, are you walking the walk of faith? Are you learning to just walk with God and follow His plan, even though it might be a little strange, might be very unconventional, might seem embarrassing, but are you willing to follow His plan and walk with Him, just slowly and steadily making progress in your Christian life? Doing the things you know God has said we need to do in order to keep moving forward and making progress. And finally, are we carrying God with us into our battles? Are we trying to tear down these walls in our life by ourselves, in our own power and strength? Or are we literally taking the very presence of God, which we just sung about, as our weapon, Are we taking the very presence of God into our battles, into our wars, into our fights, into our struggles, into our situations, knowing that nothing can stand before our God? I truly believe that God wanted to make some breakthroughs in people's lives today. That there would be people here today during two of our services and who would watch live stream and eventually watch podcasts that God wanted to finally make a breakthrough in their life. That this was their seventh day. (laughs) That, that, That God had brought them to that point where the walls are ready to come down and they just need to trust him for that. That's where God wants to get all of us today. Maybe it's not the seventh day for us. Maybe God just wants for us today to begin to see it as he sees it. To just say, okay, God, I know at some point I'm going to have victory. Maybe that's where we need to start today. Maybe it's just I just need to continue to walk and walk in faith and walk around and do what you're asking me to do. But I know that even as I'm walking, I'm sort of blowing my ram's horn knowing that my victory is coming. Because God's going to make, he's going to deliver on his promises. He always has, he always will. But maybe some of you have gotten to that place where you're right there and you are ready to shout and not doubt. You're ready to say, God, bring it down. I'm trusting in you. 
the people of Israel could not leave Jericho unconquered. God would not allow it. They had to conquer Jericho just like they conquered the Jordan River at flood stage because that's what life is. Life is about overcoming obstacle after obstacle after obstacle. And God wants his people not to live in defeat, not to let those obstacles and strongholds stop us, but to learn through him to be able to overcome them all by his power. Would you stand with me as we pray? God, I ask you today to move in our midst. I believe, God, you want to do miracles today in people's lives. And I believe, God, you will do miracles today in people's lives. I believe, God, that there will be obstacles that come down and strongholds that come down in people's lives today. It's their seventh day, and they're ready. But God, whatever you do, we know it has to be you. It cannot be us. And so, Lord, even as we end our time in your house today, as we sing this song again about declaring not only who you are, but who we are in you, God, that we will be strengthened and encouraged to keep on keeping on and not let anything or anyone stop us from becoming all that you have created us and called us to be. We believe our walls of Jericho can come down. And we believe that you, God, are the God to do it. We may not be able to bring very much faith, but we do believe in a big God. As long as we have small faith in a big God, we're going to be okay. So God, would you continue to move our, your people forward as we continue to follow you no matter what's thrown our way. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.